0: And we are live <clears throat> Just get it out <clears throat> I think we're good. Are you good, Roger?
1: yeah I'm waiting on you you're you're red
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us on the Micah and Ben podcast. I already messed that up. That's m b p yeah, you you misread. I did. That's because I'm trying to you know your to, lines. I'm trying not to line. read. I don't line. 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 Can I get a line? What's my line here? Can we keep that in? That's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> I want a programmable dog. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. But I don't want a spouse for a dog or a dog for a spouse. What about a programmable so, spouse?
0: That's that's the, the chain here, right? And just, I something inside me just there was just an abundance of just grace there and clarity of, hey, don't get mad, get glad. (laughs) Like it was just (laughs) in my head. I went from very angry to all of a sudden just not because I just stopped and thought for a second. He smashed
1: the the peanut butter plastic thing until it spewed out, and he just started wiping it all over the table. It was pretty great. That's good. Uh, Yeah, and then uh, another one. I'll probably I'll probably be like Ben and be like, oh, but we just talked about
0: this. Tomorrow. I better get a text on that day. And yes yeah, right. it's just, it's literally just it gonna happened. be a drawer. That's it. That's it. That's all I need is drawer and whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna lose it.
1: Let's hear we're gonna talk today about expectations and shumpsons. and you are just an urshur her if you think that you can't talk right. If there's at least like a few people that are listening to this and they're like I wonder which Enneagram type he is like is he a one or is he like a seven or a nine you know because I don't have you even taken the test I know some of
0: those words (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us on MVP, the Micah and Ben podcast this is a podcast made by average people for the average person where we discuss a variety of life's situations So much of what we see on social media and what people decide to show the world seems to be like a highlight. All these people are putting out their highlights of their lives. Look how happy I am. Look at this, look at that. And we just don't feel like that's actual life. We wanna get into the nitty gritty and share not only our lessons that we've learned, but also our shortcomings. We certainly aren't professionally licensed or certified social psychologists or anything of the sort, but we are human beings and we're willing to be open with you, our extended family, in the hope that by doing so you may feel encouraged and in a community as opposed to isolated and alone. We talk about serious stuff on here, but we also prefer the not so serious. That's a big butt. That is a big butt. That's a huge butt. So <laughs> join us as Speaking we <laughs> join us as we chat, laugh, and don't forget to subscribe as well as reach out to us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram at actualmbp or email us at actualmbp at gmail.com.
1: On our last episode, we discussed how being, quote, tired can mean so much. Words don't always mean what you think they mean in the context of a given conversation. And that's especially true when telling someone how you were tired, exhausted, spent, etc. whatever other word you want to use that ultimately means tired. Although we did figure out saying that you're fatigued to anybody but your doctor is usually an awkward word to use so i, I am
0: fatigued
1: <laughs> hey ben i'm just really fatigued today so like i can't i don't know why sleepy jumped to the top of my head
0: sleepy i'm yeah. sleepy
1: <laughs> it's one it's one of the dwarves so it's fine <laughs> yeah we then tried to help us all uh, clearly it didn't work in our case but we ha- tried to help us all by offering some new language with the four batteries mental emotional, physical, and spiritual. These are all ways that you can be tired and there are four ways that you can be charged. It's just a starting point for you to have more efficient communication. I highly recommend listening to that one as it provides the opportunity for introspection as well as more efficient communication. Tiredness, though really important and it can affect quite a bit as we
0: showed, is not that
1: easy to describe.
0: It is not, but that episode is really good you should go listen to it it's baller
1: so far has the most listens uh, of any of our episodes Mm -hmm. speaking of tiredness if you find yourself in need of a pick me up enjoy some high brew coffee uh i've tried many candor bottled cold brews i'm a big fan of coffee but you know starbucks nitro cold brew is really expensive let's be honest and all of them except high brew made my stomach hurt. They taste bad. And quite frankly, they don't get the job done. On top of that, they have this cashew milk option, not bin Cashew, the other actual nut on two of their flavors. One of them is uh, a bourbon vanilla, which is put bourbon in anything, sign me up. And it's handy for people like my wife who can't have dairy. None of what I'm saying right now is a paid advertisement. I simply love their product and they gave me the green light to mention them here. So high brew, we love you guys and we want to see your business uh, bloom and grow as much as we hope this podcast
0: does. Absolutely. And might I just add high brew coffee? This is Ben Cashew speaking of the Micah and Ben podcast. I have never tried high brew coffee. Oh snap. (laughs) We're just going to leave that right there you
1: might have to try the cashew type and say this is cashew inception listen listen
0: just just send me a case i'm all over it
1: (laughs) while we're mentioning love i want to give a shout out to barrett raven who is not only one of the top 50 realtors in austin texas but he's also one of my very closest friends and we see eye to eye on everything because we're the same height little (laughs) joke there for you he started as a realtor about four years ago, and he's grown into one of my favorite human beings. He's also a former middle school teacher like me. Hey-o. Tran- translation, he can put up with any of you, mm. especially if you put up with me. That's a big fact. Uh, and if you're in the Austin area, or if you just have questions, uh, if you need a realtor questions, whatever, give him a shout and his team a shout at Raven at realtyaustin.com. E-T-T-R-A-V-E-N
0: at realtyaustin.com. In today's episode in our marriage and relationship series, we are going to have a discussion about expectations versus assumptions. And I'm going to start that over because it is difficult to talk.
1: Versus. Versus. (laughs) Let's hear We're going to talk today about expectations and assumptions. And you're just an ursher if you think that you can't talk right. (laughs) Yep. That's about it. (laughs) It Makes me think of uh, my British friend who said that he thinks uh, American accents are comical because there's so many different types. And I said, what about Southern accents? He walked right into that trap because as soon as he said yes, Michael Martin and I immediately... Just went into the most ridiculous Southern accents we could come up with.
0: Excuse me, sir. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. On today's episode, we are in our marriage and relationship series, and we're going to be talking about expectations versus assumptions. So I wanted to start with some questions, uh, some brain joggers, which are very much like brain thoughts, but very different. Um, Are those...
1: Is that like where they're really tight on your brain in one area, but then loose on your brain in the other?
0: I'm just thinking of joggers. That's exactly what it is actually. Okay, cool. You're, yeah. I should, you're I'm sure I'm on I'm the same page. We're like golden right there. So <laughs> <laughs> first question, is it helpful to have expectations? Second question. Is it a negative thing to ever assume anything? Third question. Is there a third option? So let me go through that one more time. So just some brain joggers. Is it helpful to have expectations? Is it negative to ever assume anything? And is there a third option? As we have discussed in our two previous episodes, effective communication is key, but a reasonable level of understanding and critical thinking can go a long way. Plot twist. Plot twist, big plot twist. So just let's go through some answers to these questions real quick. So do you think it's helpful to have expectations in a marriage or in a relationship or are you asking me yeah uh
1: so i mean yeah i i think that i think there are categories i I think that life is a bunch of spectrums where you operate on one end of the spectrum or another or somewhere in the middle right we have political beliefs is is a big number one um Point to make. You know, you've got ends of the spectrum left and right, and then you've got moderate in the middle. But in the case of expectations, I personally think that you can actually make your life pretty miserable if you keep setting these expectations that are just ridiculously high uh, or unmeetable. But at the same time, it depends on the context. It depends on if you're talking about a relationship or a job. Like if it's a job, you expect people to show up on time. You expect people to behave a certain way. Expectations can be really helpful to getting everybody on the same page in certain situations. Um, my wife expects me to treat
0: her with respect.
1: I feel like that's a pretty decent expectation, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not but, that's
0: not abnormal or out of the ordinary.
1: Sure. But at the same time... She may have an expectation, a reasonable one, in my opinion, of I said I would do, you know, whatever I would I would vacuum today or I'd finish the the girls' laundry. We have two daughters, in case I didn't know. If I told her I'd do those things, her having the expectation that I'm going to do them is a very reasonable one. Sure. At yeah. the same time, and this is something we're going to dive into. What happens if we? Don't hit those expectations. What if I didn't get the laundry done? What if I didn't vacuum the house or something like that? Or if I, you know, whatever the thing is. So I think that expectations can be helpful in getting everybody on the same page. But at the same time, if you don't reel them in to a reasonable extent,
0: then it could actually be damaging. Transitioning here. Is it a negative thing to ever assume anything? Well, I...
1: It's funny that we're talking about these two things because for one, I did a public poll on Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to get in on this, you who is listening, uh, you have to go join our, our MVP Facebook page but um, or just add me on Facebook, either one. But we did a, a public poll and here's what I asked. And this goes right in line with what Ben is talking about. The first one, in no particular order, honestly, was do you believe assumptions are always bad in relationships. And I use the word always intentionally because it's an ultimatum word or ultimatum term. So always never, those are ultimatums. It's, it's a very definitive, not any wiggle room. And so I use that word intentionally because I was asking a yes or no question. And as I told my friend Jason, I ain't about to read a bunch of free response answers. I'm not a teacher anymore. So with that question about assumptions, whether or not they're bad, right? 26% of people said yes. And 74% of people said no. There were 257 people that viewed this story and voted. So it's pretty interesting that some people said assumptions are always bad, okay? Then the other poll that I asked was, are expectations always beneficial? Kind of flipped it, right? 14% said yes, 86% said no. They're not always beneficial. And I would actually agree with the majority Uh, in both of these. So with your question about, is it a negative thing to ever assume anything? Here's what I posed to, I I had quite a few people reaching out to me through, um, you know, one-off messages and that sort of thing, or PMs, as some people say, not prime minister, but private message. Is it a negative thing to ever assume anything? I said, what about common sense? That's like a social assumption, right? That we all are on the same page of if you I don't know. If you see somebody walking towards the door and you're currently opening it, just hold it for a second. Like don't shut the door on their face. That's kind of just mm-hmm. common sense, right? But I I don't think that it's it's negative to ever assume. So, um that's that's just my thing. I I think that assumptions can just like expectations get in the way of uh relationships sometimes, but assuming that like Elizabeth's going to sleep in the same bed every night that, that I feel like that's a fair assumption,
0: you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like that also may be our third option too, is common sense, right? Could be,
1: I'm saying it is an assumption. I think that it's a sociological assumption, I oh. it's necessarily relationships. I think that that's just a different term for the same kind of thing. It's a, it's a general assumption that people will act a certain way and we label it as common sense. Mm. So, I think there is a third option, and that is what we will kind of start to, to tease a little bit in this episode. And then as we move into the final episode, we will really dissect that
0: and pull it um, in the light. Bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and let us all in on what it is. But before we really jump into things, I want to kick everything off with a game I once played with my youth group and sixth graders. So <clears throat> some of you may have heard of this game. It's one where person A or sometimes a little team or whatever person A writes instructions for person B about how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ben, have you ever played this game before? I have not. You have not. I have not. This would be fun to have you be person B because of just how your brain works and how you would interpret the instructions. I think it'd be really fun. So the rules are simple. Person A has about five minutes to write the instructions, explicit instructions, because you want there, there's no interpretation here. It's literally you just read and you. And person B has to do it, right. So about how to make a PB and J sandwich. After the five minutes are up, person B then reads and follows the exact instructions. This may sound terrifying for some of you.
0: <laughs>
1: Nonetheless, the things I've seen come from this are pretty excellent. Uh, I actually saw. This happened more than once, believe it or not. I've seen peanut butter end up getting spread on a table. That's not. Or, how, that's not how you do it. Nope. But <laughs> they went. They went off the instructions, right? Right. Uh, one person smeared. It said spread peanut butter, and he hadn't even opened it yet. So he smashed the peanut butter can on the table. This was in the youth group where you have like high schoolers and stuff. Uh, it's my he favorite. smashed the, the peanut butter plastic thing until it spewed out, and he just started wiping it all over the table. It was pretty great. That's good. Uh, and, yeah, and then uh, another one, it said uh, put the two pieces together, and so he put both of them on his face. Now, I think that was a little bit extreme as far as the, uh, what does this introduction mean kind of thing goes, but it was still pretty funny. Um, I've seen where there were no instructions of like, open the jar, take the knife, dip the knife in the peanut butter, spread it on the bread. Things that just sound really, I don't know, commonsensical. And yet you don't think to write it down because you're like, oh, surely they know what they're doing. But it's an assumption that they're making, right? So I've seen where they never opened either of the jars and they end up just eating the bread. Mm. And they don't even use the, utensil, the utensils. They don't actually make a sandwich. They just have pieces of bread and that's it. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah, this, so this is an example of what we're not talking about, right? <laughs> Robots. People are not programmable. Um, they're just not. And it, it, you might think it would be. Uh, it would be easier if they were, but let's be honest. I don't think that would be any fun. No. It's fun to watch, but you don't want to be the person involved. Right. So, yes, communication is key, but we need to be on the same playing field as far as assumptions are not always a bad thing. Common sense is a form of an assumption. So, having common sense is... Not necessarily something that uh, we are saying is bad. That's actually very good. You should keep doing what you're doing. But what we are talking about is when we are able, we should tactfully communicate our expectations. Mm -hmm. So I got a question for you, Micah. Would you, speaking of people are not programmable, would you want a programmable spouse or friend or coworker? I want a programmable dog. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But I don't want a
1: spouse for a dog or a dog for a spouse. What about a programmable so spouse? That's that's the the chain here, right? Um I I believe that there is growth to be had in a relationship. Each person, no matter what the relationship is, it could be marriage, it could be a work relationship, there's always growth to be had. Yeah, and if you yeah. if in my opinion, if you're not growing, you're dying. Those are the two directions and it could be a slow growth. It could be a slow death, but either way, you're either growing or you're dying. And <clears throat> I don't want a programmable spouse. I don't want a programmable friend. I, in the same way, and Ben, you and I have history together in the same way that I want you to be Ben. I do not want you to be a copycat Micah Brown. I don't want that. And I don't want you to be a robot. I want you to be you and me to be me. And I want us to be okay with that but I also enjoy us being able to be Frank with one another. Frank. Um, instead of just Micah. I'm and Ben. ben.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you've been Frank uh, before. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't want a programmable spouse. I, I like when somebody can hear me out and hear what I, I would yeah. prefer, but I, I don't want anybody to be
0: programmable. Right. Well, so my question there was kind of embedded in, It gets tiring sometimes having to constantly explain things. But at the same time, it can be highly irritating when something isn't handled the way you expected it to, right? So an example here, for instance, was um, a couple weeks ago, I went to Tahoe to go skiing and Nikki stayed at the house. And we have a ginormous pool in the backyard I hate it, I love it, I hate it. It's just a lot of work. And I had left with the assumption that Nikki knew to clean the skimmers out. It's really easy, it's got a basket inside, you pull the basket out, you dump it, you put it back but I didn't communicate any of this. I just had the <laughs> assumption that she watches me do it every day, and it's something that I just thought that she would know how to do while well, I get back, and guess what, The one of the pool pumps had been running dry for I don't know how long, and what that means is when there's too much stuff in the skimmer, It can't pull water to the pump, and so the pump will run dry. Well, when the pump runs dry, it warps the absolute crud out of the housing of the pump and basically kills the pump. So I came home to a dead pump, Mm. and it was very inside me. A lot of things were happening when I kind of realized, looked at the pool, the pool was a wreck, and I walked out and I heard the pump grinding, and I... Very suddenly got very angry.
1: <laughs> so you were the one grinding at that
0: point. I, I like was, okay. I was, because it was to me is common sense. You would say it's an assumption. I would say it's an assumption. So I got very angry in that moment. And all of a sudden, I had a brain thought. And it was almost a voice in my head was saying, "Ben, there's no reason that your wife should know how to do any of this," and I was just like, "You know what, voice? You're absolutely right." <laughs> and in my in my head, like something happened, and it was just like, "She, it's like you you can't get mad about this. There's no reason for you to be mad about this. There's no reason you didn't communicate this. You have no right to, to be angry, Ben. Stop it." it was, <laughs> Kind of how that voice in my head went, and which, which
1: real quick, if I remember right, part of that was also you saying like, you told me, man, since doing this podcast, like all of a sudden it's in my head, you know, like if we're talking to other people about these things, like it's a level of of accountability, and I think that that's the same thing for me. I'm, I'm not, we don't have time for a story from me, but I just I find it interesting that by us simply putting ourselves out there and saying we want to talk about this has allowed us to then make better judgment calls in our lives so i think that's just re-emphasizing the fact that like hey we all should get this out in the open a little bit more often yeah talk
0: about it because it absolutely how how i would have dealt with that normally versus how i dealt with it in the moment and just I something inside me just there was just an abundance of just grace there and clarity of, hey, don't get mad, get glad. Like it was just <laughs> in my head. I went from very angry to all of a sudden just not because I just stopped and thought for a second.
1: Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, just breathe for a second. Yep. Because I know I I can't remember the the full story of the just the version and more details that you told me, but I I think it was essentially to her it was just like yeah take care of the pool but there wasn't any like explicit you need to empty this thing out because this thing could happen and this is the the domino effect because that was always something you took care of and you just thought oh yeah she watches me do it so surely she knows why i'm doing this thing and, and blah 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 yep so yeah that's i can definitely understand that um and i can understand both sides but i think that's cool that you had that experience of just this is how this all played out yeah it was neat <laughs> So Jocko Willink, I know I've mentioned him on the very first podcast we did, Plants, Pilates, and Parenting. He, in his book, Extreme Ownership, discusses this idea called decentralized command. And it's a practice in which you allow your subordinates to make a decision based on commander's intent. That's the key piece here, commander's intent. And this can apply to business. This can apply even to just relationships in general. Jocko talks about how the person who is fully in a situation, the person on the front lines, can typically make a better call than the person who is not in it, i.e. the employee versus the manager. So when the expectation is simply that you have to put the right people in place to make the right call, trust them to do so. Assume the best of them. So the way this plays out is When you work somewhere, we're going to step back a little bit, just one more step from the whole idea of relationships and just like romantic marriage relationships in the concept of work. When you're at work, you have certain expectations. I even mentioned something earlier, like, you know, be on time, get your job done, whatever that job is defined as. When it comes to little nuances of how to get your job done, how much? How many expectations do you have over your subordinates, your coworkers, your team, whatever that may look like? And then, what is your assumption if they don't meet those expectations? Did you communicate your expectations clearly? Were your expectations reasonable? How many expectations did you have? Can they even remember all of them? You know these types of things. And so, I I think that I do this even in marriage, uh, where it's like. Hey, Elizabeth, I'm I'm not very good at scheduling. I can plan in terms of big picture things, and, and I'm actually great at the big picture. But in terms of scheduling, it drains me faster than pretty much anything outside of folding laundry, right? So my request to her was, I just need you to handle scheduling. I'm going to be very flexible about it if you need something to happen on a certain date, certain time. Cool, sounds great. So my only expectation is that she's the primary go-to about scheduling. How she gets that done, I don't have two worries about it. I don't really care. She can communicate or not communicate to me in the process. It kind of stresses me out if she does. But if she needs to, she will. And that's that's the only expectation is that she's the one handling that. But we discussed that. I don't have an expectation of, well, you have to use this little app. And uh, you have to make sure you communicate to me. Every other day, what we're doing the next day. I'm a grown adult. I can handle a little bit. (laughs) So that's just, that's something that I wanted to make sure to point out is what we're talking about. And I feel like this is more a realization between Ben and me. As we've gone through these episodes, what we're talking about doesn't just apply to marriage. It doesn't just apply to a romantic relationship. It actually can apply to a lot more than that. And so I just wanted to make it perfectly clear what we're
0: talking about can be applied in more than just one area. Yeah. There's general human interaction. I mean, this, it, it isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Chris, and I'm going to destroy this last name. Uh, so
1: I apologize, Chris, Chris Gilbo, Gilbo. I'm not really sure. I like Gilbo I of... that works. Gilbo. It's like Bilbo. He's a blogger, and that's all that matters here. Uh, Just wanted to make sure I gave him credit. (laughs) Uh, He broke down the differences between assumptions, expectations, and hope. Hope is the third thing we're talking about here, where I'll just read it. Okay. So uh, this is straight off of his blog. If you want a link, just I would say just Google it like I did assumptions versus expectations. You'll find it. Assumptions are typically unhelpful and can lead to disappointment. Go figure. When we assume we convert our own beliefs and perceptions into a general sense of how the world should be if we only had our way. But sometimes the world has other ideas and we're feeling disappointed when our assumptions prove untrue. Oh, no, it didn't play out the way you thought it would. Mm. And you didn't tell anybody, right? Right. Expectations are also dangerous things, can be. I, I have a slight disagreement here, but He said, they're also dangerous things. When we become attached to a particular outcome, we lose our sense of self-control and we tend to make poor decisions. I know this has got to be not shocking to at least one person out there listening, right? What if our expectations are unmet? And what if the outcome is deferred? Meaning what if it doesn't happen right when you expected it to happen? No, you needed to get that thing done now. Okay, but I can't. I had to schedule this appointment. Uh, No, but I told you to do it now. Okay. It's not happening. What do you do then, right? Hope, here's the third one. Hope, at least in its purest form, is different. If we convert hope to expectations, we set ourselves up for more disappointment. If we fail to hope, though, we do ourselves another disservice. We essentially stop believing in the possibility of good. And that's kind of, that's what we want to break down in our last episode of this kind of mini series believing in the possibility of good that's the benefit of the doubt that's where you can have assumptions you which i believe are just normal natural courses of life you just have assumptions about how things will happen and you can have expectations which are a little bit more solid than assumptions and typically they're communicated <clears throat> they should be anyway but when those two things fall apart which they will at some point in your entire life. Hope is the thing that keeps you trucking, keeps you going forward, hoping that. Well, okay, maybe Elizabeth didn't do, like what? I mean, she doesn't do things the exact same way that I do them. But, but it's hoping that, like, yeah. But we're still married. Like, we're going to live life together. We're going to continue to move forward and grow together. So. I can probably let go of this. Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't always shut drawers all the way. I don't know why it's just always been a thing. And it's to the point of like, we used to this just so we're crystal clear. This is something that Elizabeth and I both laugh about because it really doesn't have any effect on my life. Like whatever. It's a freaking drawer. It's not like she's leaving the refrigerator wide open. Right. But I'll be like, Oh, that's weird these socks are just about to just jump right out of here. Can you believe that? She's like, what are you talking? Mm. <laughs> so even when an expectation, it's a drawer, it is made to be open and then shut again. Right. Even when that's not met, it's like, I'm going to let it go. Benefit of the doubt. She was, she has been laundry back for all of us and she is doing her thing. And I'm going to just let it go. Laugh about it. It's okay to laugh and have some fun.
0: So my brain goes to, is that drawer worth getting into an argument about? <laughs> and
1: that's one of those that you look back later and you're like, it was a freaking drawer.
0: Like, what? <laughs> you know, yep, yep, yep. lesson learned you, you went there at one point yep. or another, but the lesson was learned. <laughs> you know, you say that cause you know me,
1: you know, that at some point in my life, Absolutely. I was like, Doing with the drawer you know but like moving forward for the sake
0: of a story yeah moving forward i i i know it's gonna happen again (laughs) i don't know i i really
1: don't worry about it like it's a drawer now if it's my like bathroom drawer or something and i ran into it i'm probably gonna be a little bit more frustrated you know like i'm tall enough that it it hits me in the (laughs) wrong place as a man you know so Uh, i just i don't want that drawer Uh. open but luckily that hasn't happened yet and I don't think it will. But, you know, in that case, maybe I'll choose to have some hope and a sense of humor. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably be like Ben and be like, oh, but we just talked about this. On the-
0: I better get a text on that day. And yes, yeah. just, it's, just, it's literally just it going to be a drawer. That's it. That's it. That's all I need is drawer. And whatever I'm doing, I'm going to lose it. Um <laughs> so funny. So, Mike, you remember that article that we posted on our Facebook page? We I posted do. it last week or week before and we posted again this week it's titled the silent marriage killer that's more deadly than sex and money and i wanted to read you a quote from this this article said in or begin quote the reason marriages end in divorce is because of one thing unmet expectations and i've seen the pain and frustration that plays out from having unmet expectations not just in marriage but in all relationships It's a deadly venom that flows to the heart and wreaks havoc in relationships. It doesn't matter whether you're single, married, working, unemployed, old, young, or whatever your demographic is. Having unmet expectations is lethal to everyone. No one is immune. And I thought that was, end quote. And I thought that was, uh, that was powerful.
1: Have you ever been in a relationship like where the image that comes to mind is a mousetrap, but you didn't know it was there, or like a landmine. Everything you do or say, there's some surprise expectation or like your significant other was thinking something, but they never told you. And so you feel like you walked around a corner and just got hit with the baseball bat. Like, what the crap? I didn't even know you needed me to do that. Why didn't you say anything? I did say something. Here's, I I will show you the text message. It's right here. (laughs) You didn't say that. Well, you know what I meant. No, I didn't know what you meant. Otherwise, I wouldn't be so irate about this. Have you? Ever... I'm pointing out specific examples in my past relationships.
0: Things like this have happened. I'm wondering if you have experienced anything like this, Ben. So I'm like, Craig. I wish you could. I wish I had a camera on my face so that people listening could see. Like, as <laughs> asking that question, I'm just like, my smile is just getting bigger and bigger. Um, we'll get to cameras eventually, but for now, just it's, it's what's so... Going through your so. When you're describing that, I am almost, it's, it's, I'm thinking of like myself. So in, in my marriage, like I'm that person that has the high expectations. I'm that Mm -hmm. person that has the high assumptions. Um, And it is something that I have recognized. I've come to see that, oh my gosh, I may be difficult to live with. (laughs) <laughs> and it's something that I actively work on on a daily basis. And it's just, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm that person. If, if I'm, I am the person with high expectations. And I know that, bless her heart, Nikki puts up with so much of my nonsense. And it's, I don't want to say it's just the way I'm wired because that's an excuse, but I, yeah, I've I I'm that person. I'm the one with high expectations. <laughs> so That's funny. that may be a question for Nikki in the future: Is how do you handle? Because the the real the real hero here is her and how she handles me. Cause it's oh, I know that yeah, you don't have to tell it's, me that. It's, <laughs> it's I'm yeah, I can be a lot. And as I've as I'm getting older, it is I'm I'm seeing it, and it's something that I'm actively working on. Is is. Like the the pool stuff is I was very angry all of the sudden. And then just a wave of grace and compassion washed over me. And it was, I just heard a voice that said, Ben, you, you have no reason to be mad about this. Like, why don't you yeah, bring why, it down a few notes? Why notches? don't you pipe down? <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. Shut up for a second. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> What's funny about everything you just said, it, it's like when you started to get to the, well, that, that may just, I don't want to say I'm word, but read the caption here it's how he thinks he's wired um <laughs> i would not be surprised if there's at least like a few people that are listening to this and they're like i wonder which enneagram type he is like is he a one or is he like a seven or a nine you know
0: because i don't have you even taken the test i know some of those words <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know so that Enne- no. so
0: enneagram is like personality types yeah i don't think I- i've ever i don't think i've ever gotten into that
1: Well, so this is a very quick sidebar or rapid trail. I was a leadership major in college, and one of my classes was it completely revolved around what they called personal leadership. And a big part of that was figuring out yourself and then figuring out how you could either improve yourself or magnify parts of yourself. And so uh, basically, you know, pros and cons, good and bad, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot of personality tests and I have learned that while they literally define you, they don't, you know, in an ideological world, they don't define you. Like you're not stuck there. You don't have to stay there. So if you see that there's something you need to work on, then you work on.
0: It. That's right. You don't have to
1: just. That's the way I'm wired. Okay, maybe it is, but you don't have to stay there. You can grow a little bit. And maybe use that as a strength instead of a weakness and that sort of thing. So I'm a one wing two, and that essentially just means that I am a rule follower unless I think that the rule is unjust, and then I will plant my feet and fight you on it um especially if i feel like you're you're picking on somebody you're being unjust towards somebody else i will fight you and defend that person so that's my personality type so when you said that i was like i almost guarantee there's somebody listening to this going I wonder what like is he like a a two wing four which is not possible but maybe it is like <laughs> i don't even know don't numbers. put me in a
0: box yeah <laughs> d- don't put me in a box, Dad. Okay, I'll be my own man. Oh, that's right. Well, and that, that's absolutely true, though. I, I think to to speak on what you something you said earlier was just because you say, "Oh, this is how I'm wired," or what I see a lot is, "This is just the way I am," and I am. that's kind of a peeve of mine because so oh, this deal is just, with it. That's a it's kind of a cop out. It says it says to me. If I come to if I were to come to my wife and say, hey, I've got a problem with this, and she says, Oh, well, that's just the way I am, that to me is very dismissive. And I'm no longer angry about whatever it is I brought to you. I am now angry that you just dismissed me. Um and that starts a whole nother rabbit hole. So I think yep. that no matter where you're at, you can always better yourself in some way. I think the this is just the way I am is a really bad excuse for behavior that can be improved. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I, I know that we're getting a little off topic here, but I think it's worth mentioning that these are, even what we're talking about is like an expectation of self. You expect like, this is just who I am. So sorry about you. Um, And I don't think that's the right way to handle life. I I think there's I'm an outgoing personality. That is how I am. But I don't need to be super outgoing with other women. I'm a married guy. So I'm not going to be like, I'm just outgoing. So I'm going to go just talk it up with whoever I see. And if it's a girl, it's a girl, whatever. And if it's a guy, it's a guy. It's no big deal. But because I respect my marriage, I don't just go be friendly with every person that I run into, right? So I I think that there's there's an ability to be both, this is who I am, and then also be willing to grow. Um, but to get us back on track, what do we, you know, Ben and me, what do you listening to this episode, what do you do with all this information? We have talked about love buckets. We've talked about batteries and now we're talking about expectations versus assumptions. I'm pretty sure that we all have had expectations. And if you're like us, some expectations make sense, right? Don't let the house burn down while I'm gone. I feel like that's a reasonable expectation. Uh, for example, if I tell my daughter to not stick her hands in her mouth, and this is completely hypothetical, then I expect her to not stick her hands in her mouth. It's called the flu. It's very real. And not to mention the Corona light virus um, and all of that going around. Of course, the reality is that she does stick her hands in her mouth. And I saw her licking a metal handle the other day. I was like, what in the world makes you think like you could, I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't understand these things. Like literally
1: we're at the zoo of all places and oh, she's on railing, no. sucking away on this handle, like the, the railing. I was like, Elizabeth, do you see this? And she goes, Charlotte, quit. Don't put your mouth on that. Mm. The things I never thought I would have to tell another human being to not put their mouth. Don't on. put that handrail in your mouth. Yeah, for real. It's like, <laughs> Elf. if you see candy on the ground, don't eat it. It's oh not free gosh. candy. And then you see him peeling the gum off oh. and eating it. I used to think like, there's no way somebody would be that crazy. And then I met children. my three year old. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> her short term memory is just spotty and she gets distracted. So then I have a choice of how I can respond. Right. The fact of life is that ideals are wonderful. Having expectations of how we're all going to behave and and that sort of thing. Hoping that my daughter would finally understand like germs are a real thing, girl. You can't just go, just shove them spoonfuls of bacteria in your mouth and expect to be okay. But all these expectations are really great until we involve human beings. And this, just to point out what I mean by this, Take government and religion as examples. Guidelines or laws are great until someone abuses the loopholes or the laws themselves are oppressive. Laws which are created by people. I used to say this when I taught social studies to my students. I'd say that's all great until you involve people. Religion and living by some moral code is also a good idea as a whole until you involve people. And they create radical groups. And this is not just newsflash. This is not unique to any one religion, by the way. I was a religious studies minor. I can point to exact examples. It's not to any one religion. In the same way, having expectations in relationships are not a terrible thing. But extending grace when those expectations aren't met. Or extending grace to the point of letting some of those expectations go. So what if there's a freaking drawer behind me that's open right now? I'm going to let it go. It's funny to me now. And letting those things go, extending some grace, having some hope. That's what can help relationships
0: thrive. And coincidentally, that's what we'll be talking about next week, extending grace and speaking with truth and love. Um, uh, the benefit of the doubt can go a long way in building a strong friendship or business partnership, marriage, etc. I know that my my mom once said that the biggest key to a healthy marriage is not communication, but forgiveness. And I think, Michael, you could attest to this. I've needed that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Are we um, talking about marriage
1: or friendship? At this?
0: Um uh, that goes both ways yeah. if, if we're talking about friendship. All of it. Uh we'll be diving into the nuance of communication. Uh we mentioned a common thread throughout this whole series of effective communication. And next episode we'll dive into the concept of balancing truth and love in your holistic communication.
1: Yeah, forgiveness goes along. Um this is the end of our episode, but we want to make sure that you can connect with us. After all, this podcast is for you. Cool. Ben and I could call each other and talk on the phone anytime we want to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. But we go to the trouble of recording it and having an organized thought process. For the most part, despite our best efforts, we still didn't. Still didn't off track. It's a lot but of work. I'm doing right now. It <laughs> is a lot of work. Um, but it's for you, so we want to hear from you, listener, person, man, lady. What kind of impact has this relationship <laughs> mini series had on you? Hit us up on the interwebs via Space, Instagram, MySpace. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Put me you in your today. top what? eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Over here in seventh grade practicing HTML codes. Oh uh, also, Twitter. All three of those, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at ActualMBP or email us at ActualMBP at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in for next week's episode, the last of our series for now. I say for now, because we might come back to relationships in general. Who knows at that point, we might have a guest on this show. Um, it'd be an awkward setup for me because I record in my bedroom, but we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, it's a safe expectation. Being that we've talked about expectations that we will have a fourth episode for you coming soon, talking about truth and love and talking about giving the benefit of the doubt. Probably. So if you're looking forward to that, we're going to be wrapping up this series in the the little bow that we're putting on it is what happens even when the the topics that we talked about in the first three episodes, what happens when those things blow up, Ooh, what do you do? Kaboom! So we've been talking about effective communication. What happens when it's ineffective communication or non-existent communication? how do you then handle that hmm. so that's what we're going to be talking about this next week um we will be reaching out over the social medias ourselves we'd love for you to interact with us uh, if you do like what we're putting out if you uh, if you're scooping what we're pooping as Ben and I Mostly me like to say sometimes. <laughs> uh,
0: I've then, got no claim
1: to that. <laughs> but I None. I didn't smell it, so I didn't dealt it. Um, but <laughs> if you like what we're putting out, please give us a, a good old rating on iTunes, uh, Spotify. Put up some reviews. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, I don't have anything else. Ben, what about you? We love y'all, and that's it. Big facts. That's why we spend so much time prepping this for you love it so with that being said have a wonderful weekend peace